society, culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Renaissance Woman, Melissa Itell Duran is our host each and every week, the subject of two separate documentaries, several books. Uh, she's authored, she's a novelist, and she's, a, she's an author, uh, and she, she does so many things so well. Uh, but for our purposes, she's our host each and every week. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Uh, doing well. Uh, how is uh, George Santos doing? Uh-huh. Well, at least he isn't. He, he isn't uh, going to run for re-election. <laughs> right. Down well, to earth, and he said he's never running again. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, I know the, the people in his, his district will be crying about that, but uh, oh, I, yeah. do, do you imagine your life being online and you have one lifeline uh, in a truth-telling contest, and it's George Santos? My God, uh, he's... <laughs> Uh, he is uh, he, he is unbelievable. How did it get this far? How did how did he get through two elections? By the way, he he, he was elected once, but he ran twice, right? He, yeah. Yeah. He ran, oh. ran again. How did they possibly miss this? Uh, in in what you call oppositional research, how could this possibly have happened? I don't know. This is incredible. I mean. You know, he did ride the coattails of the of the Republican wave. I mean, he uh, it, I guess if it hadn't been for Lee Zeldin, he wouldn't be where he is right now. Well, he wouldn't be here, but at least he's you know he's come down to earth and has, has said he's not going to run for anything again. I mean, after this, you know, the, all this legal trouble and these and these embarrassing revelations about what he spent his campaign finance money on, uh, I, I you know he should have been gone a long time ago. Um, but, you know, they didn't want to remove him. They wanted to, I guess, justify it by saying, let the public decide what to do. Well, he's decided he's going to take himself out of any any contention for this seat, and I think that's that's the right thing to do. But the revelations about what the money, his money, it, it was spent on um, is just, it's beyond, it's beyond ludicrous. Uh, Botox. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, this guy is, He's really so far out, so strung out that um, it's incredible that, that he was ever elected. Uh, and and the, and forget about the lies that he told. You know, he he's he and Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's un uh, he's unbelievable. What he pulled off, really, as a liar, as a uh, as a con man, is probably going to go down in in history uh, in in a weird history. You know and. Uh, he's he's certainly no uh, what's that guy's name Frank uh, who, who's the guy from Catch Me If You Can Leonardo DiCaprio oh. played him yeah yeah I know the character I don't remember the the name yeah but it's Frank, Frank something uh, but anyway yeah, he it is, it is a Frank who was very very smart very clever yes very, uh, brilliant I mean you know like a brilliant guy in in a sense by the way I think I, I googled his net worth once. Um, and it was uh, it was something along the lines of eight million, I think. So he spent a little time in jail, and um, uh, and you know, again, I'm not encouraging this kind of thing, but uh, he he was a much better um, he was a much better um, con man than George Santos. And 
uh, and lovable in a sense, right? I mean, um, it, at least, uh, you know, now that the, uh, not the movie was there, maybe it was, uh, it's Frank uh, uh, Abengale, uh, Abengale, uh, something like that. A, a, I'm reading it now. A-B-E, no, I'm sorry, A-B-A-G-N-A-L-E. Is it Abengale? Abengale? Uh, but anyway, he's, uh, uh, he's an author and convicted felon. And he, uh, let me see what his net worth is. And, but, but anyway, it's uh, much different what he did. Uh, he, you know, he outright uh, pulled one over on, on people. George Santos got caught up in, in, in the world of politics and said, you know, I, I might be able to do this. And he, got, he, he caught Lee Zeldin's uh, Zeldin wave uh, where he did so great on the island that it swept this guy in. It swept um, George Santos in. And, you know, in some ways, he's the accidental congressman. And, yes. uh, yeah, it's it just uh, amazing what he did. Yeah, well, I think he did this with intention of, of, of fooling people, of conning people. I mean, he wrote up this resume, um, this preposterous resume that included stints at Goldman Sachs and, and uh you know, putting, uh, investing $700,000 of his own money into his campaign. I mean, and filing, of course, false um, campaign finance reports to the Elections Commission. Um, I mean, it, it's just, um, it, these are egregious um, violations and uh, ethics. And, and um, you know, he, and all along, this past year, last year, especially when he was caught, uh, he was just, you know, looking people in the eyes though nothing were wrong as though he were being attacked and or or worse um he said well everybody embellishes his record yes that's true but not to that extent so here's here's a little note on on fight uh, frank abagnale i'm gonna go with that abagnale um and and before i do let me remind everyone to go to melissa i tell no lies there that's all good stuff they're all <laughs> she's she's no uh she's no santo she's terrific she's got all kinds of great things that she's done and judge santos wishes 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 he had a, a a resume to point to that had anything on it i don't even know but when we'll get into that in a second but i don't even know if he graduated anywhere i don't, I don't know what the hell is true and what's not but let me just point out something about frank uh abingnale uh or abingnale right he, leonardo dicaprio played him his net worth, according to Celebrity Net Worth, is $10 million. Um, okay. He forged, a, he once forged a Harvard law, uh, law School transcript and then passed the Louisiana bar exam and got a, jo- a job at the Louisiana Attorney General's office at 19 years old. I mean, this guy's amazing. He's, he posed yeah. as a pilot. He, he, you know, he was a brilliant, brilliant. Guy. Smart. There's no comparison with George Sanders. No. No. None whatsoever. I mean, yes, this the guy that the the, the Frank character in the movie um, did commit some crimes. Yes, he he did perjure him, uh, himself. He 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 um, forged many many important documents, many legal documents. He went to jail for them. But he was a you know. You, there's no comparison. With uh, with Santos, I, he wouldn't be caught in you know in a bold faced lie. <laughs> so many of them on, on, uh, that Santos has been um, ha- has been uh, just revealed to be doing for the, the last. I think this has been over a year now since he's been he's been uh, outed. Yeah. Well, here's 
Uh, here's something. I'm this. I'm sticking with Frank here, right? We're doing Frank versus George, kind of, right? Um, four months in a fr uh, French prison, four months in a Swedish prison, three years, three months, and seven days in a U.S. federal prison. Three years in. I, I think this is um, uh, this is part of that. I don't think it's in addition to that, but three years in Great Metal Correction Facility, um, New York. So, uh, anyway, uh, Frank. Abagnale, and uh, I, you know, uh, to me, he spent you know about four years of his life in jail, and and I'm not saying, and who knows what kind of jails they were? They were probably white collar, um, um, you know, fed, you know, like club fed type places. I would assume. I don't think he was thrown into Sing Sing. I don't think he was thrown into Devil's Island. You know, that type of thing. I think he was he was probably. Uh, pretty well treated there. He wasn't a violent guy. Uh, it was all white-collar crime. And again, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying, hey, this is okay to do. But he spent basically four years, gave up four years of his life, four years of his freedom to to be worth $10 million. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who uh, who did it. I mean, there, there are people right now listening uh, to us that would say, you know what, I think I'd give up four years of my life if I lived to you know, and into my 70s and eight, you know, and he's still alive, the guy, you know, he could live, whatever. They might, they might be willing to do that to end up with the life that this guy had. And by the way, before he got quit, and I, I can't talk to the stress level or whatever it is, but I, Frank is in a different category than George, right? George Santos yeah. is, uh, is just considered a sleazebag, I think, by everyone. Uh, nobody even wants to acknowledge him in, uh, in, Congress, of course, they used his vote. They needed his vote, and they used his vote while it's there, and they'll use it again. Um, but it, it is a uh, uh, it, it is it is a far cry from where this guy Frank was and the intelligence level. I, I mentioned his his uh, his education. Where did he go to college, or did he go to college? George Santos first yep. he claimed Columbia. Uh, or, or, or then he said, first, he, I think he said he went to Baruch, and then he, he did graduate work, an MBA or something at Columbia. I, I mean, he didn't finish any any degree program, and he, he was nowhere near Goldman Sachs. And he did not have $700,000 of his personal funds to allocate to his campaign. This was all made up. I mean, this is... I, I, and I, I don't know what his staffers knew or how they even got connected to him. Um, but this is, uh, and, and, and you know, you look at this, the area which he represents. Okay, it was formally represented by Tom Swazi, a prominent Democrat, who, by the way, is running for re-election now. They, there's a conspiracy theory regarding Tom Swazi coming back into the race now. Maybe he didn't, he, he pulled some strings with um, in Congress, because he is pretty well known, to keep George Santos in long enough so that, you know, it gets to the point where more, you know, where, where there's going to be an election and he's he's going to he's going to run for his old seat. I think he's it's possible he could get back his old seat. Um, this is not. I mean, this district shouldn't garner that much national attention. It's, it's in you know it's, it's in my you know my my neighborhood is in in George Santos. Yeah, is that funny? Plus parts of Queens. I mean, you know, this is this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing that it is. I spoke to Tom Swazi the other day. You know, I hosted. I don't know if you know who Arthur Adala is, uh, yes, famous. Yes, yeah, attorney. Yeah, yeah, famous criminal attorney. He has a a show on nine seventy The Answer, nine seventy AM mm -hmm. here in New York. The Answer, 
um, and it is uh, um, it is called the Arthur Adala uh, Power Hour, and and every once in a while they ask me to to guest host when Arthur's on vacation, and you know every once in a while I'll I'll do this, and I'm very proud to do it. Arthur's a great guy, and uh, and Joni over there is wonderful, and Jerry Crowley runs a great station. I love all of these guys, so uh, I'll I'll fill in, and. Right before I was going in, I called Tom Swazi uh, to see if he wanted to talk about talk about um, Santos or whatever. He said he's not doing any interviews right now, but we spoke a little bit, and you know, not all, you know, all, some things off the record. I I won't say, but um, he did say that this is a different district than it was. You know, the, uh, uh, the I guess the judges changed it and redistricting or whatever, and it's more of a Republican district than it ever was before. So it's not like a slam dunk. It's not like, you know, he comes in. Now, I don't know if Tom, and Tom's a very smart guy, he's savvy, right? Um, but he, I don't know whether or not he's just saying that to me. Um, so other people, so other people, know, he, by the way, knowing I'm going on the radio and I'm going to be talking to, you know, all five boroughs, Jersey and, you know, uh, parts of Long Island, you know, um, I don't know if he just said that to me to, um uh, to scare off other Democrats, you know, like Zimmerman, for example. Zimmerman is somebody that that should um, should bail. By the way, the fact that he didn't know all of this stuff on George Santos is a failure on oh. on his uh, op-ed. Uh, that's oppositional research. Um, yes. So uh, not op-ed, uh, oppositional research, uh, O-R. Um, but uh, your, your thought on that, uh, Zimmerman, Zimmerman's people who were doing the uh, who were doing the uh, oppositional research should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, uh, Zimmerman is a waste of time. Yep. He was a waste of time back then, and he's a waste of time now. I don't believe that. He should have known. They should have. I hold. I hold the Democrats responsible for not doing adequate due diligence, and the Republicans for, for going ahead with sponsoring this guy. Yeah. Well, they look in their minds, and they're not going to say this publicly. But in their minds, they won a seat that they should have, uh, that they shouldn't have won, and um, and by uh, by winning that seat, they helped get Nancy Pelosi out. Right? It gave them a little bit of cushion. We saw how little cushion they had with that. So in their minds, the ends justify the means. But they're not going to say that publicly. No. But no, privately, uh, trust me, that's. Uh, that's how they feel, and they don't have any shame at all because they felt Nancy Pelosi was so detrimental to the country. This is their thoughts, not mine. Um, so the ends justify the means there. Uh, what's your take on that, if that's how they feel? Um, I don't know. I'm fed up with the whole political thing. It's so yeah. dishonest. They're, so, they're not transparent. Uh, they, they think they can just, you know, they can sidetrack all the rules. They, and when they, when they make mistakes... They, you know, they're nowhere to be found. They look the other way. They act like they're they're, they're ignorant of the matter, and it's 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 this is just it, it's inexcusable. Somebody like Santo should never have gotten even near uh, the, the, the Washington. He had no reason. He he wasn't the right person. He had no right to be there. Yeah. And I don't know how he ever got elected. I mean, he rode the the, the red coat, the the, the, the the coattails of Lee Zeldin, who was a decent, very fine, decent man. Yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt on that. Is is no question there, and um, uh, you know, look, I uh, yeah, I like Z- Zeldin. I consider Lee Zeldin a friend, and um, but is uh, as far as uh, things go, 
there is a tie, right? There is a uh, there is a tie um, to uh, a woman that I know uh, named Nancy Marks, and I, uh, I I wonder, I wonder if um, if people understand like what what she's done in this. And again, I I like Nancy, you know, well enough. I mean, it's uh, I've I've worked with Nancy. Um, she what she does is she's a She's a financial chair for those who don't have a financial chair. She does the, uh, and she's a treasurer for those who don't have a treasurer. No one likes to be the treasurer of a campaign because those are the people who get indicted. Now, having said that, um, they uh, they look at uh, Nancy uh, Marks, and by the way, she's charged with a felony, a fed, couple federal felonies, I think. Have you followed that? Do you know who Nancy Marks is? Um, she's a, is she the is she the the next person in line to to get all the uh, the backlash? Yeah, oh yeah, she's you know. And b by the way, I I got some inside, you know, like uh, uh, insight on uh, on Nancy. I mean, she was very proud of George uh, George Santos. She called him as ba her baby. You know, she was like, oh, this is my baby. And uh, and in some ways, Nancy. And again, I'm not slamming Nancy. I'm sure she's making her deal. With the uh, with the feds, I don't think she's going to serve time. Nor do I think, I, you know, I, I'm cheering her on to be honest with you, you know. But the thing is that um, that she was very proud of this. This was like pulling off uh, a miracle in a sense. Uh, she was his advisor. She was his campaign, almost like his campaign manager. But she was uh, his mentor. She had been around a lot. Uh, she knows better, or she should know better than to let him do Botox and different things like that. But she was getting paid. And, you know, she's not getting paid now. Nobody's hiring her, obviously, now. But uh, but she made a living there. She worked it out of her house in Shirley. And um, I, I like Nancy. You know, don't get me wrong. But uh, Nancy, uh, you know, Nancy um, plays fast and, uh, and loose with the, with the rules. And, and uh, unfortunately now she's, you know, she's getting nailed on this. And I, um, you know, I, I, I hope the, uh, the best for her. She's got a wonderful family. Uh, she lost a husband not long ago. And, um, but she's, uh, you know, she's a nice lady. I mean, she's not what, what you would uh, consider. But, but I, I can't imagine uh, they're, not, they're not squeezing her to, uh, to give up everything they got on Santos. They want Santos. I don't think they want Nancy Marks, but they've got Nancy Marks as well. Um, your, your thoughts on that? I, the, she's the type of person... Uh, who usually uh, doesn't go to jail, but but gives the information, or does very little jail time, and uh, I think she should be okay. What's your thought on that? Well, I, I think this must be very disturbing to be caught up in this this mess of George Santos and and being in the middle of it and and knowing I don't know she must have known something I don't know or I, I just I just don't know I just don't know how people like George Santos get through you know they get they. They they get through the uh, they they find loopholes and they and they get by and nobody catches them until it's too late and I know it's some kind of strange queer um, uh, uh, I don't know diabolical charisma I don't know it's it's a he, you know he he is the he was the he he thrived on this but he was the 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 you know the the, the target on SNL um, uh, and and he was uh, they you know they. 
they used him, uh, you know, they had a, a ball depicting him as some kind of, you know, buffoon trying to pull a, you know, the stunt, a stunt uh, the, the, the cloak over our eyes and acting not as a suave con artist, you know, smart and, and clever, you know, clever, suave, like, you know, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio character, but as this, you know, real, I don't know, this very... Um, uh, Sinister? Sorry? Did they have him as Sinister? I've never seen it. Not sinister, but annoying, nebbish, yeah. annoying. You know, who's thought? You know, and and you knew he was lying out through his teeth, but he was everywhere. He's he was like the 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 character in the the Jim Carrey character, um, who was um um liar liar where liar liar. Um, I don't know all the Jim Carrey movies. I'm not a right, big right. Jim Carrey fan, but this is somebody who's uh, in your face, obnoxious. Not necessarily smart, not necessarily clever, doesn't cover his tracks, but just lies to your face, gets in everywhere, and, and you know, and, and it's, George Santos was, was, was thriving from this. This was great publicity for him. I didn't find it all that funny. I don't find every, I mean, a lot of funny on, on, on SNL these days. I mean, they did a, yeah. a, a very disrespectful take on Britney Spears' memoir, and they, they, they tried to tear her to shreds. They thought it was hilarious. I wasn't laughing. I thought it was in, done in very poor taste. But that's what you have from SNL today. It's because they are appealing to a certain segment of the population, this, I don't know, this Gen I don't know, is it Gen Z or whatever? And, and they're just, and you have a lot of people, and, and Britney Spears has millions of defenders of people who, who were offended, young people who were offended by that. So I don't, you know, I, I don't think they always make the right judgment. You know, giving George Santos so much airtime uh, is, is, is only making him, keeping his name alive and making him feel important. But now, you know, he can't take it anymore because he's, he's you know, he's facing serious charges. He's withdrawn from the from the re-election because he doesn't want to put his family through any more trauma. Well, yeah. why didn't he, you know, why did the party think of it? Why didn't... Your, um, Robert Zimmerman and in, in all his infinite wisdom uh, uh, figure this out. I mean, I can't buy. I can't believe it. He didn't have money to do the right research. I don't believe that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you 100. percent And uh, you know the Britney Spears thing. I mean, she's suffering from mental illness, uh, Britney Spears, and uh, and so, in so many ways she's a victim. You know, and she's she's been abused over the years and everything else. I don't find making fun of her funny. You know, it's I, 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 I don't know if, uh, if that's what you were saying, too, you know, but I, I think uh, I think you're right on the Britney Spears thing. And I could see a lot of people being offended by that. Britney Spears has serious emotional and mental problems. And and I don't know that there's a happy ending for uh, for Britney Spears. And Saturday Night Live is uh, is having a field day with her. George Santos, give him, you know, like bash the hell out of him. Do do whatever and i i you know i i haven't watched saturday night live in so long the only yeah, time yeah the only time i see anything from saturday night live is when um something makes the news you know like in uh, and i happen to be watching the news by the way i try to stay away from the news as much as possible anyway because you're going to yeah. end up wanting to jump out a window if you watch enough of it yeah. <laughs> so you'll get nightmares you'll start thinking oh my god yeah i can't go on living anymore yeah a lot of the times when you bring up a subject i learn more about it from you than i do you know watching the news i try to stay away from it and saturday night live if they have an interesting take on something to me it is news 
just because they've been around so long and Lorne Michael and, and all of that. But uh, the scam artist uh, that that got through, uh, somehow, some way, George Santos is going to last uh, forever. Not big, not uh, heroic in any way, uh, a joke, but he will be a he will be a footnote in history. Um, for the rest of his life and maybe beyond that. And someday, a hundred years from now, people are going to say, oh, you remember that some guy scammed his way into Congress? Um, as long as we're here, as long as Congress is here, um, there's going to be a footnote that has George Santos's uh, name attached to it. Frank McKay here with Melissa Itell Jorin. Uh, uh, Melissa, your thought on that? Well, you know, I, it's like I said before, this is, I, I don't know. I've, I've given up. I have no faith in the political parties anymore. No. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I really it's... don't. And I think a lot of people are. And, and also with the Britney Spears thing, I think, you know, SNL just tries to monopolize on, on, on certain celebrities' misfortunes. And, and, and Britney Spears not only had the mental illness, but she had to live under a conservatorship, which was finally revoked over a year ago. And she was she's been at odds with her family because her father controlled her her earnings and and, and that was m- millions of dollars and her life was very restricted, and uh, you know she's she she's had uh, she she went through a public divorce now she's divorced again she's going through another divorce, uh, she's you know she's she's a, she's she's got problems and it's not it's not right to you know to lampoon someone who's. Um, was going through a lot, and, and, and I don't know if she's suicidal. I hope she isn't, but she has mental you know, She's got some mental health problems. I mean, who wouldn't after, you know, with such a public um, a public exposition of, of her uh, that's playing out you know, for years in, in, um, everywhere. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing um, to me that, uh, that a lot of these things happen, but when they happen in the public eye, uh, they've they've got to be addressed, and they're, they're going to be addressed whether they have to be or not. I, do, you, do you remember the name, and I don't know if I've brought it up on this show, but do you remember the name Manti Teo? Um, Does that sound familiar? No. Who was this again? All right, Manti Teo was a young man uh, who played for Notre Dame, I, I don't know how long ago, uh, you know, probably 15 years ago. And he was a he was a great college uh, linebacker, which is a defensive player. And he was a, he was from Hawaii, and, uh, and a very handsome young man. And he was good enough where he was in the talk for the Heisman Trophy. And by the way, when you're uh, in the talk for the Heisman Trophy, when you're the uh, when you're a defensive player, you really are doing something because uh, it's really you know mostly quarterbacks win it or running backs win it uh, or whatever. But every once in a while, once in a blue moon. Uh, more than that, um, a defensive player makes it. So anyway, Manti Teo um, had a, a great college career going at, uh, at Notre Dame. What he did, what, uh, what Manti Teo did, is he, he told a story that was going on about a girlfriend back in Hawaii who was dying of a rare disease. And, uh, and she... Um, you know, like he, he started giving the press these stories, and it was this heart-wrenching, um, tug-at-your-heartstrings story about a young woman uh, on the on the brink of death, and 
and whatever, and it's going here. And it turns out, it turns out, and I think it, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, I don't know if you saw the, uh, oh, the show. Yes, the, the show, yes. I don't know if it's still playing on Broadway. Yeah, I saw it, and it reminded me, and I wonder if they got the idea from Man's High Tale. But anyway, um, it was very good. I saw it on Broadway with my wife, uh -huh. and, and I don't remember exactly uh, that, but the premise was kind of similar. He was making up stories and uh, and whatever. So Manti Teo was found out to, to be fraudulent in what he was saying about this girlfriend. And he he was an 18-year-old kid. I don't know why he did it, uh, maybe 19 years old. And it just, uh, it, it just broke out, and it was a joke. It was like everybody was joking about it. I think Letterman was still around at the time, and Jay Leno you know, whatever, you know, but it was at the end of their careers, and they were, they were mocking him, and they were all jokes about Manti Teo, and the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, I hope he doesn't commit suicide, and I thought, you know, because you're a 19-year-old kid, you can get caught up, you can see somebody get caught, uh, caught up, uh, maybe he got bad advice from something, he, uh, he went uh, and told the story, and he got attention, and I felt so bad for him at that point, and it was different than Santos, who's a grown man, right? Santos is in his 30s, I think, right? You know, he okay. certainly should, should know better, and, and he succeeded there. But Manti Teo, basically, you know, he ruined his reputation, and he was a, he was a punchline now on national TV. Does this story uh, ring a bell at all? Do you remember this? No, I don't remember. You know, I don't follow football that yeah. well. Yeah, and it crossed football. over into into this other thing but what i'm saying is the first thing i thought of is i hope this kid doesn't hurt himself and i don't feel like that with with uh george santos but i do feel that way with britney spears and yeah. prior to that amanda Bynes, who i don't know if you remember her she was a child star i yes, thought she was I heard of her. yeah very talented she was in has uh she was in hairspray and uh was it hairspray is that the name of it um uh, what was with Ricky Lake, uh, where the uh, heavy set girl? I think yeah, so. Hairspray. hairspray. Anyway, uh, and then she had like this public meltdown, and I was worried about her, maybe hurting herself. I, I don't care if George Santos hurts himself, to be honest with you. Not that I want to, <laughs> don't want to see that, but I don't care if he does. But I do care uh, if Britney Spears does. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm not a big Britney F Spears fan, but I, I have a lot of sympathy for her for some reason. Uh, wh why is that? What do you think? She, you know, she, she came on the scene over, what was it, more than 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when she was still a kid. Yeah. She was a minor, and then she had a very publicized <laughs> um, relationship with, with Justin Bieber, who was who had no intention of marrying her, and and, and uh, this all came out in her. Was her that memoir. Justin Timberlake? Was it Justin? Just, sorry, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. My, yeah. 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 And uh, he had no intention of marrying her. Obviously, she had to have. She went ahead and had an abortion, and uh, she um, he 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 didn't stay, stay, stick around too much longer. They they did have a pub, very publicized breakup. He wrote a song, which I think told about that breakup, which he says was exaggerated. You know, and then I guess she she ended up marrying Kevin Federline, who was a backup dancer. That marriage didn't last, and a lot of people didn't like Kevin. He was a joke, Kevin Federline. Yeah, he was a user, a user. Yeah. He was, you know, he was, a, he was in on it for the money, you know, and, and they had two kids, and the marriage broke up soon after the birth of the 
second kid, and she had a nervous breakdown, a very public nervous breakdown. I mean, with no privacy, nowhere to go. Uh, the family, her parents, especially her father, were uh, focused on her millions, of what she made, not her emotional all right. stability, but her money. That's all they were worried about, and they, because of the breakdown, she, she went crazy. She, was, um, she shaved her head. She, she had a public thing with, with Kevin. It, the, he eventually got temporary custody of the kids for obvious reasons. She was not able to take care of her two sons. They were very young. And um, her father got um, conservatorship of, of her, her money. That's all he seemed to worry about. I understand the millions are important, but he decided how she was going to work, when she was going to work, when she could see people, what she could do. He, wasn't, he didn't seem to be very concerned about getting her back getting her mentally well again and, and he wasn't emotionally involved with her problems that's what i think yeah and you know and she just went off the deep end i mean who could blame her she, she couldn't just you know retreat somewhere she tried to but she's in the public eye there's no privacy there's social media and she she has a legion of fans who you know really uh, stood by her and 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 rallied for her to get out of that conservatorship that her father was was given uh, and and that, that ended over a year ago. She met. She was going out with this guy. Um, she married him last year. Very, you know, very. Uh, it was a. I don't know if it was a lavish wedding, but they. they she has a. You know, she has mansions, and. Um, but the marriage broke up. And she wanted to have another child. It didn't happen. Her sons are teenagers. They're um, close to adulthood. I'm not even sure they live. They live mostly with the father. They're not close with her, and oh. I'm sure that's very upsetting. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sympathetic to, uh, to to Brittany for sure, and I think for a lot of the reasons that you said. Uh, MelissaItelJordan.com. Everyone, watch the two documentaries there. Go to Melissa Vision on Roku TV or Amazon Fire and check them out there. If you prefer TV, uh, Frank McKay here with Melissa Itel Jordan. I, yeah, I mean, if you. Um, if you think about it, it's uh, it's it's heart wrenching, and a lot of times you don't know how people are going to react to to fame, and I don't know how if any of us know exactly how we're going to uh, react to fame. So few uh, people in this world have it, have true fame, and especially superstardom like uh, like Britney, Steer, uh, Britney Spears has. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's really a shame. And you could tell she is not happy. Kevin Federline was a user, right? I mean, he was he was somebody that when they made fun of him, I was glad they made fun of him. He was clearly uh, taking advantage of the situation, and I don't think he gave a damn about um, about Britney uh, in the big picture. I think he was uh, he was just out for himself. And I have no sympathy for uh, I have no sympathy for Kevin Federline, uh, whatever. But uh, but Britney Spears, I don't know. To me, she's a you know, and, and again, I don't want to be demeaning, you know, but uh, like she, there's a patheticness to her. If there's such a word, right? There's a, uh, a you know, like it, like she's, you know, she's, um, she's very a, a very sympathetic figure. I feel, and you know, a lot of people don't get it. They just see the the wealth and the fame and whatever. But uh, she was treated like she was a child from her father. Um, I don't know. I don't know if. Uh, you know, like how how these different stage parents, uh, so to speak, um, you know, go on. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't think much of the father from what I've heard of him. 
But I, I want to make a comparison to, and it's it's such a, a, a stark comparison because she's such a different human being, and that's Taylor Swift. I, I, I didn't get to know Taylor Swift, but I met her and I watched her in action. I only met her, you know, hi, goodbye type of thing, but I watched her, uh, her, her do uh, her film uh, a video called Blank Space, uh, Blank Space, and it was a big, it was a number one hit, and the video was number one, and she shot it at Ohika Castle, and I was there the day that she was shooting it, and I was kind of watching her uh, take control of the situation, and I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was, you know, she was a very young woman, she was in her 20s, and she was in com control of the whole situation, and I thought, and I was kind of watching because I, you know, I have kids, you know, a little younger than her. And, and I was so impressed with Taylor Swift with how she handled herself in that there was a dog around and, uh, and there were just different people around. I, I know there, were, uh, there, there was, I don't know if it was the director and, and somebody else, they were kind of having a little dispute. And, and she gave a look to both of them and she kind of tilted her head and they immediately stopped. And, uh, and she handled it so well, uh, much better than, you know, many people in their 50s and 60s handle, uh, handle a situation like that. Now, again, I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but this is kind of clo behind closed doors, to be honest with you. There was so few people around, and I, I thought she was so professional, and, how she, and she was clearly in control of the whole situation, at the same time not micromanaging the situation. And, uh, you know, whenever I, I hear about Britney Spears and I think about uh, uh, Taylor Swift, it, it's a completely different mindset. Uh, Taylor Swift is a, is a highly intelligent woman. I mean, I, and I'm not saying Britney's not, but uh, Britney is, is simple. You know, she's simple, and I don't mean to slam her. Uh, I think there's mental issues there. But uh, when, you, when you look at somebody like Taylor Swift, uh, I, you know, I tip my hat to her. And uh, and to, to Brittany, it's it's much more of a sympathetic um, well, eye to her. Yeah, well, I have to look. Um, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I, I uh, that's just me. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a. I, I don't listen to her music. I've never bought records. I've never went yeah. to see her in concert. But right. the way she handled herself was, it, it, I was impressed okay. with it at well, the moment. It's, it, you know, some it's not, it's also luck. Yeah. It's also the circumstances. Brittany is older. Brittany was um, back then in uh, nine, 1999. She was a minor. Uh, she was handled by, uh, you know, she's like a child star with, with stage parents. And I think she was, um, uh, she was mismanaged. I don't think, I think she was um, uh, misappropriated and, um, um, you know, just, just used by everyone. And, and, and I don't think her family had, had the best uh, interest for her. I don't think they were there for her emotionally. Uh, she was. She's been. Uh, I. I think Taylor Swift was on this this path, you know, from teenage years, but with a different path, a different different set of circumstances, different personality. So yes, yeah, she may be a stronger person, but I think that Brittany fell into the wrong, the wrong hands very early on, and um, you know, I think with the. Going, she probably thought she was going to marry Justin Timberlake, and he had no intention of marrying her. And she, she got pregnant, and she had a, she, she wanted to get an abortion on his, you know, on his advice. And I think a lot of these unfortunate circumstances weighed in greatly on her mind. And um, 
you know, you see the results of, of, of the, the nervous. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't blame her for getting a nervous break. I think yeah. certain people living under the spotlight, not having privacy, not not having the the, the emotional uh, support of a, a strong family, that's bound to happen. And uh, I feel I feel bad for her. I think she's been through a lot. And uh, she was left with two small children. She couldn't take care of them because of her problems. They were they were insurmountable at the time. So I um, I just think what SNL did was in very poor taste. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm very sympathetic to Britney Spears. Actually, we could do a whole other show on Britney yeah. Spears and how she was <laughs> how she was treated uh, by uh, by her folks and by people who she trusted and. Uh, you know, she really is, uh, she's gotten screwed over, you know, tr truly screwed over from what I can see from the outside. Uh, listen, let's circle back. Uh, you know, we started out, we started out with George Santos, and, and maybe it's not a, a, a bad place to, uh, to finish. Uh, what it, so just to recap, George Santos has announced that he won't be running for re-election. Right, and, and the House Ethics Committee is, is going, uh, they're, I think they're close to a vote on expelling him from Congress. Yeah, that that would be very interesting, um, and that means that there's a special election coming up, if right. uh, if that happens. So, uh, I don't know who that benefits. Um, well, it, I don't. Uh, there are some many Democrats who've already um, who have already expressed interest. They already have their campaign set up, and they're sending zillions of emails. Tom Swazi got in on this, you know. Yep. He wants his old seat back. I think he's got the best chance for the uh, to get the Democratic nomination. I don't know who's running. Quite frankly, I don't know which Republican is going to have the nerve to step up and say, "Oh, I can do it better." You know, I, I'll because he's Santos tainted the Republican Party. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent You know, it's uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, shame on Santos. I don't have any sympathy for him. I hope he doesn't hurt himself, but I don't care. No, I don't really won't. care. He yeah. loves himself too much. Yeah. He's so deluded. He thinks you know he's a victim, or or he feels that you know he'll be, he'll he'll write a book or something, and and people will come to understand him better. He'll rehabilitate himself in the public, and he'll well, he'll probably you know if, if he doesn't go to jail, he'll he'll lie low. Or he'll, he'll write the memoir while he's in jail. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's he's not Rob Blagojevich, if you remember that guy. But he's he's governor, different. Former governor. Yeah, former governor of uh, Illinois, I think. And you know, he became a uh, you know like a, a cause celeb uh, because of his corruption, and he was so corrupt. And uh, people forget that he was handpicked by by Obama, um, <laughs> you know, to to be there. Uh, you know, Obama was the uh, U.S. senator there, very popular, but. Um, uh, without Obama's approval, uh, Blagojevich never would have gotten there. And somehow or another, the, the national press never, never blamed Obama for Blagojevich. But Blagojevich was a, a sleazy, a sleazy character. And uh, and he's one of those footnotes in, in history. Very, very corrupt, um, but different. You know, different than, than Santos. And again, we'd need a whole show uh, to do that comparison. Melissa, any final word? Well, the George Santos saga goes on, and now there's some twists, and now the the House is actually acting. You know, they're making up for lost time, and they they want to you know they want to write this George Santos thing, and 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 and, and, and do it uh, and, and 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 do it on you know on the up and up. Well, I think it should have been this. This should never have happened, 
And uh, I just think that there's, there are going to be ramifications on, uh, for the Republican Party out here in, in New York, on, on the island, in, that, in, in the district that George Santos represents. Even though <clears throat> there was a clean sweep of, of Republicans lo- elected locally in Nassau County, especially in, in, Su- in Suffolk County, there was a big win um, for, uh, for the county executive in Suffolk County. Uh, yep. Two weeks ago. Ed Romaine. Yes. Amazing. But I, I don't know here in Nassau County or in, in George Santos District. I don't know if a Republican really has a shot at this. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we'll find out. I think the next time we talk, it'll be Black Friday. So we wish everyone oh, yeah. uh, a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, that's right. That's right. How quickly these things come upon us. Yeah, everyone have a have a very safe and happy Thanksgiving, yes. everyone. And uh, we appreciate you listening each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Joran Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.